Hello? Oh, hi, Merlin. How are you doing today? <laughs> You've become very rural. I, well, uh. in th- I feel like uh, I've got a limited time left to enjoy you know, the world the way it is because they're out installing the Google Fiber uh, right outside. Like, like, I heard it's going to be the last crop of okra. You know, it might... <laughs> It might be, um, mm-hmm. and the yeah. bananas are going away. Ugh, and these shoes. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, it's definitely an interesting time. You sound like uh, I want to say like maybe like Slim Pickens a little bit. I do, just in general or right now. Oh, um, when you were doing that funny rural voice. Oh yes, yeah. See there, the noise no. is back. Can you hear it? Is it reading for the no. audiophobes files? No, it's fine. Uh, um, what does he say? Feller could have himself a pretty good weekend in Vegas. Uncredited as uh, as Bob in the movie Black Hole, <clears throat> but he was the beat up Black Hole Slim version. Please of, come in, of Vincent and er, sub- rural up my day. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> no, who am I thinking of? There's somebody else that has a really squeaky. Well, there's Ed Wynn. Oh, the guy in, from Mary Poppins who talks like this. There's Ed Wynn. <laughs> he has a funny, cracky voice. Yes, uh, there's other cracky voice people. I don't. <clears throat> I just want to say to the to the Pickens, um, the executors of, of the estate, that I, I I apologize fulsomely if I implied that Slim Pickens was was a simple rural man. He's a very sophisticated Hollywood actor with very refined taste and sometimes mm-hmm. very costly and litigious tastes. Oh, Should I don't know anything Slim about Pickens? that. What has he done? Oh man. Well, they because the church was able to expunge a lot of the uh, called the the Pickens files <laughs> title. Now, what you folks have been hearing about me is just an up, upright prevarication. Yeehaw! Well, tell me what he did. He was in, wasn't he in um, How I Learned to Love the Bomb? That's how this whole thing started. Remember they're opening up the packs that yeah. they're going to take with them? He yeah. says a fella could have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with this stuff. Yeah. On prophylactic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that sounds in my impersonation of him sounds a little bit like if Bill Cosby was a farmer. If Bill Cosby you see. and you the, see. the guy who ran the jail <laughs> in uh, Cool Hand Luke. Oh, that had would a be Strother, Mar- Strother Martin was yeah. a little more like this. <laughs> what we have here is a failure to communicate. You're, now, you're classing also, him up too Bill much. He's, he's more backwards than that. What Any we've got here is. What? Failure Any man doesn't respect Bill Cosby's That's a night in the box. That <laughs> box, man. That's the worst the thing you're going to get is the box. George Kennedy talked like that? Hey, no man could eat 50 eggs. His name was Dragline, they called him. Yeah. I forget to pay the electric bill, but stuff like that I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We were walking up the steps yesterday, <clears throat> my, uh, my rapidly maturing daughter and I, and what did I say? Oh, it doesn't matter, but we, there's a thing that we, like, like, like most probably... Parents and kids, there are things that over the years you monitor in the neighborhood and give each other progress reports. And you say stuff like, <clears throat> let me see if I can get this right. Huh. That place is still not open. It's weird. You say stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where you say like, ugh, ATM's out again. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, boy, ticket fried chicken bucket sure is big. Because the thing is, if you've never really seen it, like with the right stuff for scale, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Bucket is upsettingly large. No matter no matter which one it is, it's always upsettingly large. And this one, there's a car near a police station that doesn't move very often. And we go, huh, wonder what's up with that. And so I said to her, I, I says, oh, it'd be so cool if it turned out it was CID. And she goes, yeah. And I said, how is it that I forget to pay the electric bill, but I remember what CID means? <laughs> Why don't, 
Can I reclaim these sectors? Can I reclaim, you know, my uh, Charlene Tilton sector title? There's, there's so much I feel like I could be doing if I just, if it became, you know how you, how you like your chocolate zen? If it was a zen garden where I could just rake, <laughs> rake my sectors title. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what if they made the whole show out of title? title? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's like Peter Norton used to say. He always looks so mad. Remember that? He's always had his arms folded like, Rrr. you know, he, he would rake my sectors. That his name? No, Peter. Peter and Gordon were in that band. What was his name? I, Gordon. Gordon. Uh, Gordon Sumner is Sting. I, I think you're thinking of Sting. Oh, do you think that like his friends and significant others call call him Sting still, or is it just the stage? I bet they. Well, if he was Can- if Canadian, woof. If he was Canadian, they definitely would call him Gordy, because that's a totally Canadian name. Mm. Now in the like uh, Gordy over- Gordy LaForge. Or G- Gordy, Gordy Howe. Oh, yeah, you're talking about... Oh, I know who you're talking about. You're talking about... Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, LeVar B. Burton. I know who mm-hmm. you're talking about. Mm-hmm. B's for legal reasons. He reads. He sure does. And he rainbows. He... He... You know, Roots is good, but it's a tough watch. Just just FYI. I know oh, you like yeah. to show difficult things to your to your kid. Yeah, I'll, I'll put that on. Well, the, speaking of difficult... Ed Asner does not look healthy in that. We are finally, finally... Into the Daniel Craig era of the James Bond films. And Have you got gotten to the one where they hit him, uh, hit him in the nuts with a no, big rope? No, that's the. Next. I don't like that scene. We're still in um, the first one. I was like, isn't that in the first one? Maybe oh, they the got him sitting it. on that little toilet seat. Yeah, first end. one you get the pretty lady, you get the um, oh, you get that great parkour uh, opening. Yeah, that guy is amazing. What he does. Oh yeah, that's I love those movies. I've heard the good, the new one supposedly is getting good notices. Yeah, I read good uh, reviews on that one too. I'm very excited. happy to hear that. I want to see it in the theater, Merlin. What's the story? What can I do? Well, can I do Dan, that? I have to tell you something. Um, I won't do it unless you say I can do it. Well, I mean, I okay. So Sunday, my kid and I went to the movie, movies, and um, it's the first time I've been in the movies since July thirty first, two thousand nineteen. Dang, she's gone a couple times with friends, but you know. So we went. And we saw um, we saw Free Guy, and boy, were there ever a lot of ads and tie-ins and promos for <clears throat> the James Bond movie. I learned a lot about the James Bond movie, and it does look good. I here's the thing. I just I, I still. How can I be of two minds? I'm like John Keats or something here. Okay, here's my thought on this. Is like I think we all need to wear masks like pretty much all the time or in public. And at that same time, I can hold another thought because I got two hands. You know, that's why shoulders come in pairs. And you, you put it say? in the right because I'm always right. Right, like and the, you open your mail over the recycle bin. Come in with the milk. <clears throat> come in with the milk. Watch, watch that last week. I'll come back. To I that know, in a I know. I replied. You don't know, you don't know that. You don't know me. You don't know me. What are you, my nest cam? <laughs> Get all up in my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went to see Free Guy. Um, anyway, so I've been in the movies now for the first time since Rise of Skywalker. And did y'all uh, wear masks in the theater? Mostly, yeah. Did you stop well, to eat uh, the popcorn? I don't want to talk about it. Here's the problem. And and if anybody listens to my uh, my less popular show with John Syracuse, you will have heard me talk about this in my with my the saga of my trip to Rhode Island over the summer, my ill advised uh, trip there. But it's really – so here's the two thoughts, like John Keats that I'm holding in my hands. Over here is, of course, we should wear masks all the time. But here on the other side is like – but if you're like me and you're so goddamn sick of wearing a mask and you, your idea of fun is not sitting in a room with strangers where you all have your masks on or off. So, you know, the middle Keats, 
is to perhaps avoid things like that. And that's what I would do. I mean, I, it's been two years, Dan, almost two years. We went to a movie, had a great time. We like Free Guys so much, we watched it again when we got home. Uh, and uh, I thought it was delightful. I think, uh, I think Ryan Reynolds is a gift. I think jo- Jodie Comer um, should kiss me for a whole long weekend. It's a good movie. It's a lot of fun. And, uh, but I, I, I would say no, Dan, unless it's, unless it is something you really super do miss. I miss, and I finally said this to my kid over the weekend, even though it's real feelings. And I try to share that with neither you people or my daughter, but I said, I said, I I cannot think too much about some elements of the last two years because I become inconsolably, inconsolably sad primarily, I mean, I know I'm supposed to show you everybody who died. Okay, fine. The thing that kills me the most is what my kid missed for the last two years. If I'm, yeah. if I'm being really honest, I could sit here and go like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, things I've seen in the paper is very, very sad. Well, I haven't had anybody near me die. I know it's terrible. I, no, in the abstract, I could totally abstract that. Me personally, in my heart of hearts, if I'm being honest, my kid's gotten screwed out of almost two years of her life. So, and yours too, and everybody else's too, right? Yeah. Don't you ever have that feeling, Dan? Yes, yes, absolutely. Like there's so much stuff that that kid, and in a minute I'm, I'll make it about me, like I do. It makes me really inconsolably sad that there's so much stuff my kid didn't get to do, including stuff, dumb stuff like ritual seasons, repetition, all that kind of stuff. But then the part where it shades into my, uh, my particular kind of selfishness is the stuff we didn't get to do together. Because there's... As I say on the might say on Doctor Who, you know, there's time locked moments. There's kinds of experiences you have that you go back to again and again as your kid gets older, and it becomes different for each one of you, even though the thing is the same. Getting Korean barbecue at the mall. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've done that since she was old enough to have her own food. Uh, seeing a movie, uh, going to the library, walking to the bookstore, going to the good ATM near 19th Avenue. There's all these things like we could do that, but like there's so much stuff we never got to do as a family. And um, I don't know why I suddenly decided to make this sad, but that really bums my head. But even with that said, the idea of like sitting in a movie theater right now is just not that, it wasn't that fun two years ago. It's been gross. It's easier to just pay the money and watch it at home on a good TV than to sit. I I totally hear what you're saying there. It's just because it's not fun to wear. I mean, going on a plane for eight hours with a mask sucks. Yeah. I mean, sitting in a movie theater for three hours while, you know, they don't even have Maria Menudos anymore. You know, like my, I don't know what, what the rules are there, but like my kids have to wear the masks in school and stuff like that. Of course, so they're of course like they do. used mm-hmm. to wearing them for longer They can't periods. sit together at lunch. There's all right. kinds of BS to it. Yeah. But like, I, I feel super lucky because there's only been a couple times in the last, you know, two years where I've had to wear a mask for extended periods of time. Like I really right. get Me too. Me too. how frustrating this is for people who's in, like their jobs require them to wear it for like an eight hour shift with a 30 minute break or something like that's horrible. Or if they're mm, out, it's working absolutely in the terrible yard, but, but and it would be dishonest. It. It's dishonest for us. It's dishonest on a societal level to act like that's fun or easy, even if it makes us look bad to flex and say like how seldom I have to wear a mask. Well, uh, it it is it's it's triple sucks that you have to if you're working at Target you got to wear that yeah, thing all day. Exactly. I'm just here to tell you if I don't want to wear a mask for leisure, think about how great it feels to have to wear a mask for your you know twelve dollar an hour job. It's right, the worst. Right. I think in some ways though we actually show less respect when we say oh it's actually not a big deal. I'm happy to wear a mask all the time. No, like we're in this together. We should admit the parts that are crappy together. Right. But you are you you're right up against it though. Are you thinking about what would you go and see? What would get you over the edge to want to go put on a mask and sit in the theater? 
Oh, what, what, what film I, or child experience? I mean, I, I feel like I would do it for the Bond film. I would just because I love yep, it. Yep, See, yep. the difference is you said movies wasn't so great two years ago. For me... If you go to Alamo, it's fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is like, that's the exception is going to, going to the Alamo where, but the whole thing for me about the Alamo, the whole thing that made it great is that you can order like all this bomb food in there. You get burgers and fries, you bring get you a pizza, cookies. you get yeah, nachos, nice. like <clears throat> yeah, bring, yeah, you know, you want a beer, you get a beer, you want a coffee, you get a coffee. I'll make order it. Order early though. Here's my advice to you. Oh, you got to get in there early. Get in there early because yeah. they're going to forget about you right, not long well, after you've the had, You have bad service at yours. You do. Okay. You do. Okay. Um, and But that's um, fair. That's good advice anyway. I'll take that but advice. But like, even we went to a brand new theater at our at our rapidly dying mall down the street. This, the, the mall down the street um, where our Apple store is, is just, it's like a flea market at this point. It's so sad. But they're building a Whole Foods. They built a sports basement. They're building, they've added uh, this, this, whatever, eight uh, screen theater. At the at the dying mall, it like all just open. It was so strange. It was so strange. They have like they have like one of those robot bars, like where it like shoots like you, you go. They have a bar, okay, and the bar is about the size of like your friend's dad's bar in in the basement at his house, which is fine. But they, you know those Cocorama machines at a McDonald's that'll spit on any kind of Coke combination you want. They did that with booze. They have a robot. There's the only reason I mention all of this is so they have a, a freaking a way to order drinks, which of which I did not avail myself. But they don't have coffee. They don't mm. have hot chocolate. All they have is the best thing they have for fountain drinks is Mountain Dew. They don't have anything but, but Pepsi. They don't have Dr. Pepper. The popcorn was terrible. The place just opened. And so we get in there, and now we just spent, like, I don't know, $850 to sit in this germ box, you know, <laughs> and watch, watch Ryan Reynolds <laughs> be charming for two hours. And I was just like, you know what? It really, it's funny you know what it's like, Dan? I don't know if you've ever seen the TV show Seinfeld, but it's like when George gets back together with um, who's his fiance at the book place. Oh, come on. What's her name? You know who I mean. I do, um, but I forgot oh, oh, her name. George's girlfriend. No, she, they met when they were pitching at NBC. Oh, my God. Anyway, oh, this is really. Are you, gonna, you need to lay down or. No, George is George Clooney's wife. Okay, no. George Costanza. Susan! Yep. And he's like back together with Susan. He's so excited because he's back together with Susan. And then they're going, they're going to her apartment. And there's, she walks up the, these kind of narrow Hitchcock-esque steps. Mm-hmm. And they cut to George. And he could tell it's really occurring to him. He's like, oh, no. Mm. I'm back in it. <laughs> what have I done? I forgot how much of this I don't like. That was me Sunday afternoon. Oh, going with back. With no coffee. Well, yeah, because I'm in there and like, but I'm, you know, I'm just, again, not to be real because I got to keep some for myself, but this was my kid's idea for the, I, I've, I've had a, uh, Sam's dot copy of free guy for a while. She has adamantly 2k adamantly refused to watch it. She's like, we are going to go see that in the theater. And it made me so goddamn happy that my kid wanted to go to a movie with me. She's 13 and she's cool. So yeah. like I, I know that this is basically, as we used to say when I was a kid, my Christmas and birthday combined, is her wanting to go to a movie with me, which is one of my favorite things we used to do. Yeah. So, of course, I, I didn't have any stake in this movie, but I'm really glad we went. We had a lot of fun. And, uh, and then now we're able to watch it at home. And I'm trying to get her into Killing Eve, but, you know, that's, it's a lot to pay attention to when you have a phone. I think it's I think it's terrible how much stuff our kids got stolen, swiped away from under their noses. Yeah. Think about a kid younger, maybe 
How, may, may I ask how, how old your daughter? I forget. Uh, she just turned 10. Criminy. I know. Think about having, the thing I've been thinking about <clears throat> since mid-March, let's say, of 2020, imagine having a typical feisty boy child <laughs> uh, who's maybe the age of three or four. Yeah. Imagine what the last two years have been like for that family. You got a feisty boy child, you have to educate it, you have to teach it, you have to hopefully subject it to the kinds of social exposures that make real future growth possible. Mm-hmm. Write this down, you guys. Uh, for, for human beings, life is cumulative. It's a lot like organic chemistry. Like you can't skip two months because you have bursitis and then come right <laughs> back in. You missed a whole bunch. You're going to be, everything you're testing on relies on the previous thing you were testing mm-hmm. on. That's life. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, you call it your Erickson thing, you call it your pyramid, whatever. If you have a, a, a feisty boy child and he does not get to, uh, to uh, expel, expend his energy and make friends and learn how to not hit the girl next to him because she, he thinks she's cute, you're not, you're not going to suddenly pick that up when you're 16. You know what I'm saying, Dan? Uh, Life is cumulative. It's a lot like organic chemistry. I could do this. I'm thinking if I got like a serious, uh, um, a serious, we'll call it serious white, because it'll it'll be a daytime show and I'll have a daytime uh, talk show on serious where I'll just talk like this for like three hours. And then it'd probably be assassinated by somebody who's like a a short order cook. Yeah, you won't last long. We can always dream, can't we? Can't we, Dan? Mm -hmm. Can't we dream? Does Mm -hmm. anybody remember laughter? You want to do the show? Yeah, I mean, we could get started whenever you. All right, uh, I've got. I could do um, anything you want. I'm easy. I I, I did have my uh, slight bit of preparation talking about some extensions that I think are exciting for Safari. You still, you've talked a little bit iOS 15. What's uh What's going on in your neck of the woods today? You know, I mean, I, I think I have less to say about iOS 15 now. Um, I think you know there are. Uh, something more pressing than that for me is the fact that I've had to abandon Safari on the Mac now. You've had to abandon Safari. What what happened? Did you lose a bet? Yeah, I I bet that Apple would... Oh, it's um, because you don't like the way it looks with the button. I bet that Apple would make improvements rather than... Oh, you're being funny. I see you're being catty. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you don't like about it. Well, I I find the new tab system to be unusable. And um, I had a rant prepared and then... um, and then I, I started reading uh, articles about other people who didn't like it. And it, yeah, as yeah, usual, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I feel like John Gruber did a very, very good job breaking down exactly. You can tell he's mad when he has images in the article. Yeah. Yeah. If there's an image in there, things aren't going to go well. I'll put this one into the there's, show notes. There's been like five or six times he's ever done that. And most of them have had something to do with Safari. You know, you're. I'm sure you're right about that. This this article he did one came on out. the red, green, and yellow lights. He did one yes. on. There was the. I remember when we did our uh, our non sanctioned um, talk show when you were. I think your child was being born, and I did the talk show mm. with him back in the day. We talked about there was he had recently. It was something like space between the. Oh, it was ironically enough, space between the tabs or something like mm. that. Nothing nearly as egregious as the usability nightmare that we're facing. Well, right and now. and to. to point out how much he dislikes it the title is the tragedy of safari 15 for max and then in quotes it says tabs um yeah they had another one about something about our long national nightmare yeah, you know yes uh but what he identifies and i have put this in there is that the tabs no longer look like tabs they look like buttons mm-hmm. and they float around either next to the address bar or below the address bar and then safari also by default 
uh, will absorb the color of the website into its Chrome, uh, making it look completely. <laughs> oh, you think about like where suddenly your your Safari's red and you're not sure why. Yeah, like the whole thing so is weird. red. The, where the buttons, so the tabs, everything is now red. And their explanation for that is so like it sounds like it sounds like Principal Skinner trying <laughs> to explain steamed steamed hams. <laughs> right. I was like, well, uh, we think it uh, helps to integrate the uh, the color of the page. And you're like, well, Seymour, that doesn't look anything like the color of the page. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I have to go change my windows. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, but it's uh, there's oh, sorry, and there's ahead, no. I was just gonna say, there's no way back from it. There's no way oh. back home from this. You can never mm. go home again. So, no. uh, unfortunately, I I switched. I had to switch away from it because it's so jarringly bad and there's no way back there's no way to make it look right again you can yeah dan Dan has a has prepared an alas statement yeah and i happen to agree you know those kind of statements dan they begin with alas yes Alas, alas, I have, been, I have alas, had to I have been so one I, of your most ardent when i was doing for... development uh <clears> i was <throat> using brave as my browser of choice because it's based on chrome but doesn't apparently doesn't snoop the way that I think Chrome maybe does snoop. I don't know, but it's the same thing as Chrome, but it has a different name and it what, doesn't. What, what, uh, what family of extensions does it work with? Anything in Chrome works perfectly in Brave. There's no, you don't have to wait for them to come out. They don't have to be modified. They just work. They work perfectly. All of all, everything for Chrome works in Brave. So I'm essentially using That's Chrome cool. without That's the awesome. snooping. Uh, but yeah. you know, it doesn't have the seamless integration, which is really, really nice knowing that, you know, if you're looking at something in your web browser on your computer or your iPad, it'll work. Yeah, in, it'll look, <clears throat> it eventually syncs up. Yeah. Um, eventually. But it's, it is, it is terrific. It, it's frustrating sometimes <clears throat> when you're part of the, well, this is one of those examples though, of Apple being so good to us that we get spoiled, but handoff is uh, huge for me. Mm, so so there's good. a lot of times when I'm doing something on my phone and I want to look at it on my laptop and I always, it's really, it's become kind of ingrained. I just make sure I'm looking at it on the phone, right? And I put down the phone and then I just hit command tab on my laptop and over there on the far left, there it is. It pops, you know, that's what I was just looking at is now like right there. Shared clipboard stuff, all of that is great. Can I can I do a, a mini rant inside your rant? It's very small, but. Yeah, go ahead, <clears throat> go ahead caller. Thank you. Uh, for a first time, um, a metaphor, Rie. Um, I think some, this is, uh, let me just say this. I am, I'm the sort of person who is sympathetic to the notion that, oh my God, the, uh, the fans of the Apple computer stuff can be real snowflakes and get a little, get their, their wickers in a twist. Um, I want to just talk briefly inside of your rant. I'm going to have a sub rant, a side rant about why I think this is not only correct, but why it is uniquely difficult to talk about without sounding like a crazy person, okay. in my opinion, right? I mean, there's some kinds of stuff where you're like, oh my God, you know, Facebook stole my baby and then tried to sell it back to me and all it was was just a box full of tissues. And you're like, well, yeah, that's what Facebook does. They're the worst. I, you know, I, I really hate to sound like Twitter, but you, you guys coming around, maybe that maybe it's time to start using a little less Facebook. Is that maybe a thing you're thinking about? Yeah, it might be Oh, Merlin time. was such a, I was such a beehole for all those years ago saying, maybe you guys want to get off Facebook sometime soon. And oh man, what a karma suck. Anti-revolutionary. <clears throat> um, in life, there are a lot of things that are uh, a lot easier or more difficult, depending on context, depending on comparison, um, 
think about something as simple as like if you're doing like a food, a taste, not a taste test, but somebody was saying to you, like you ever go somewhere and you get oysters and you can get like a mix of oysters, like four or five kinds of oysters. And there's like these ones that look like rocks and are kind of salty. And there's these ones that look like rocks and are kind of salty. Or you think about a flight of, of scotch or wine or something like that. In each of those instances, they're going to hold your hand and say these, whatever they're called, these particular oysters are a little more salty and there's a little more pungent, they're smaller. Dan, if you put any, I like oysters a lot. You put any oyster in front of me, you make me eat it and say, what was that? I have no idea. It's a salty rock. But (laughs) if you have five kinds of oysters and the the servitron points to them and says, here's this kind, here's that kind, here's that kind, you have a chance of at least tasting a little bit of the difference the texture, etc. I mean, ditto for bourbon. I like bourbon. Mm, yeah, but honestly, you do. yeah, you do. Well, I it's can't legendary tell, how much you like oh, it. Okay, uh, but I can't tell. For example, bullet from what's another one? Jack Daniels or Maker's Mark? Right. I just usually order whatever the like. Okay, good one. Gins can't really tell the difference. Could you tell the difference between like a good bourbon and an and a cheap bourbon? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. One time I went to in college, I went to. Uh, you remember these. These used to be called state stores, but then they became like ABC, that chain of, you know, they used to be state-owned, but then they became private. You know what I mean, Dan? What's the name of them? ABC. Oh, like, ABC. Yeah, yeah, of course. They're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere, right? Yeah, and so they would have bars sometimes, and um, I learned that there's uh, there's a phrase, a three-word a three a three, uh, three phrase that you want to just really expunge. <clears throat> that's um, that's um, well-brand scotch. Hmm. I want you to really, really sit with that for a minute. Mm, well if there's brand. anything you don't want a well-brand of, if you're going to get a well-brand of something, get vodka. It's going to be fine. But scotch, really? ABC scotch? ABC scotch, it doesn't even sound good in my mouth. There's no mouthfeel to even that. So, yeah, I could tell the difference between, like, a fancy one. But I, I'm not, I'm, this is not about alcohol or food. It's about context, comparison, expertise, and those kinds of things. Okay, now another one. Think about, well, this is just two more of these. Um, here's one. Um, have you ever noticed, like, I'm pretty good. I don't usually say that many nice things about myself. I think I have a pretty good memory for things like melodies. And actually, for reasons I don't completely understand, um, I may not have a pretty voice, but I have fairly good recall where I can, like, sing a song in the key that it's in. It's not perfect pitch, but I can do that. Right. Those are my bona fides here. So, like, you know, if I'm trying to remember, let's see. I believe in miracles. You sex a thing. You know? <laughs> or maybe it's something a little more subtle. Maybe it's something from the Rat King of 90s bands. Maybe I'm trying to remember how Closing Time goes or a Gin Blossom song. If you just ask me to sing a part of a song, which you certainly would never do, right? You ask me to, know, to sing any song, I can pretty much sing it. Unless what? Unless there's another song playing at the time. Oh, that, that's impossible. That's too much it's to ask. It's uniquely difficult. If it could be the song you know better than any song in the world, if it's anything but the song that you know best in the world, you're going to have, if, you, if, that, if it's more important to you to remember the song you were asked about than to keep that noise in the background going on, usually specifically a single song, you're going to have to turn it down. You have to. Finally, finally this, is, this is a bit. And it's it's a bit I think that's slightly misunderstood, but there's three. Uh, well, technically, mostly there's there's two actresses I super like, and a third wh- whom I've discovered I really like. And for a couple years, I knew that they were different people, but each time I would see one of them, and this is the key part, Dan. It's each time I would see one of them, 
I would have a terrible time saying, is that Lizzie Kaplan? Or is that, uh, what's her name, Christina Marotti? Or is that Una Chaplin? Because they all look a lot alike when you see them in the wild. So I have a bit about this that I regard as funny, where I, we talked about this on another program where I, I posted the photos of the three of them, right? Yeah. I posted the photos of the three of them. I said, oh, here's those bl- uh, brunette actresses I collect. And everybody goes, I could tell them apart. Like, that's Lizzie Kaplan. Mm. And it's like, well, dingus, of course you can. And do you know why? Because you have all of the faces in front of you. It's a lot more difficult. So what am I saying with all of this? Well, it's difficult to tell the difference between uh, different tastes unless somebody's told you and you have them side by side. I think sometimes it is very difficult to tell one actor or actress from another. Like, look at how everybody looks like Margot Robbie now. It's the wildest thing. They just all look like her. Jamie Presley retroactively looks yes, like Margot Robbie. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then what was the middle one? Um, and remembering the song part where you have to have silence. What is the problem with the tabs in Safari? People who, people like me who have been using Apple products for, we don't have to be silly about it, but for a long time, mm-hmm. at first thought, hmm, this is going to be an adjustment. Now, now the, the, the location bar being at the bottom was a hate crime, but you can turn that off. You whatever. can turn that off. But, They've got smart no, 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 but, but I feel like this started even earlier than people are saying. These, these patterns of bad decisions began, uh, in this instance, with the first betas of um, Monterey. It was the first time we saw, wait a minute, the, the thing that you know, helped define Apple, the, the software of Apple as a company, pull down menus. The menus are like not attached to the menu bar anymore. Like, do you remember that? When, mm-hmm. when Monterey first came out and it was detached. Yes. It was no longer attached. To the, now, why would that matter? It matters because since 1984, a pull down menu is it has, has attached to it a menu. Mm-hmm. When your mouse moves into the area of a different part of the menu bar, the menu below that. But it's it sounds so silly to say this, but the fact that the menu, sorry to have to say this, the menu is attached to the menu bar. And you really have a sense of, in every app, you have the sense that in every app that I use on the Mac, it's always going to work the same way. And I'm always going to understand. Now, Putting a little gap in between. It looked really stupid, but we somehow we managed, as Michael Scott says. Dan, what you're describing here is so maddening to me. Even though I've got all the brunettes in front of me, even though I've got a flight of, uh, of alcohols, and even though I have absolute silence to try and identify it, I still look at this every single time. There's something I, I hate about every condition of the tabs in Safari. As friend of the show, Greg Pierce pointed out yesterday, when you have one quote-unquote tab... It basically, it creates a drag race track uh, horizontally. Yeah. You just bit a, you get a big, like, what are you going to say, 666? Yeah. Like, a, like you get a pound sign, 666 hex colored drag strip that does nothing. And then if you add a new tab, now you got two drag strips in different colors, which is which? I don't know. I'm just here to tell you, bud, if I did a bunch of flashcards from different years of Lizzie Kaplan and Christina Mariotti, good luck. And in that instance, as much as, and this is what makes you feel crazy. It's what makes me feel crazy. You have two tabs up, one that's focal and the other that's not. Which is which? I have absolutely no idea. I have four open right now. So I could tell that the the CCC ones are not active and the 666 one, or 999, I'm not sure, is active. Do you follow me? Mm -hmm. Yes. 
But if you don't, if that's all you have, the whole goddamn point of these things is that the tab means a tab. What, is the, what do tabs come from? Tabs come from file folders. Okay, how about this? What if you caught all the tabs off the top of the folders and threw them in a file, threw them in a pile? It would not. Well, now you got a bunch of files with no tab, and then you got a bunch of tabs. Just, just arrange the tabs however it makes you happy. Well, the folderness is what makes the tab useful. The folders without tabs don't, are not doing anything for me. I can't tell which of these folders this tab belongs to. Mm-hmm. And I cannot really tell which tab this folder belongs to. They've broken the entire metaphor, and, and that's why I'm yelling. I'm yelling because, like all, most of you, I feel crazy that something this stupid and small and based on hex colors, mostly, should make me so frustrated. And yet it does. I don't know how this got out of Cupertino. Uh, thank you. I, I don't know either. And it's, it's... Context. You know, like, there haven't... There have been a lot of changes that Apple has made over the years that at first seemed jarring or wrong, and that... Scroll, I, like scroll direction kind of stuff? Yeah, that's a perfect example. That's an excellent example. It seems example. like you'll never... If you're, if you're, if you're John, not John Syracuse, you've probably figured it out, and you you... You, you got went along. Within, in less than a year, you somehow managed to completely invert the way that scrolling works. And you're, now you're fine. Yeah, but like the thing is, like that, that was a change that at first I thought, ooh, like I don't, I don't know if I'm going to love that. I don't know if I'm going to love that. And yeah. then eventually I'm like, right, I just did. It's this thing that I do differently. But it's like one thing. It's like instead of moving your finger in, one direction it goes in the other direction. It's not like a huge thing in as far as like the way that you work and the way that you want to do stuff. And now with this, it's like it's so different than I mm-hmm. just can't abide it. I can't and and there's the other thing is I don't think maybe I'm wrong, but hmm. I didn't feel like tabs were broken. I felt like tabs were working all right. Were there things that you could have tweaked a little bit mm. to make it a little bit better? Yeah, tab groups. I understand you know, whatever, what they're trying to do. Do you? I, I feel oh, it's it's very obvious and laudable. They want to, especially on a telephone, they want to increase the amount of I don't know what the phrase is. I don't. I'm going to misuse a phrase here. The amount of canvas that a website can be. They want to take away the Chrome when it's unnecessary. And I think that's a laudable idea, but I also think they went way too far mm. and they made it silly. Um, the, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying quite the opposite that no, no, no. I'm very, I'm grateful that Apple heard what people were saying, mm-hmm. swallowed their pride, you know. And there's been a, a lot of fairly interesting amateur detective work about this, wondering like, what is, what is the oopsie doopsie in this culture that lets something like that get out without people? I mean, nobody's a bigger Apple fan than people who work at Apple. And they're not stupid. So if everybody, almost everybody we know, at least who has a podcast in a few spare minutes, talks about this and hates it, well, I think there's a pretty good chance there's some other folks in Apple. So then the question becomes, like, was it just, was this, did this come from on high and people were uh, reluctant to criticize the decision? Because they, I'm sure they have knock down, drag out design meetings oh, where yeah. they just beat the crap out of each other over the weight of a single rule. Um, so the, you know what I'm saying though? I think that's an interesting kind of an, I'm not super preternaturally attracted to opining in the absence of actual information, what Apple quote unquote thinks, mm-hmm. but what happened? Was it just, was it not okay? And you know, and why does it matter? Well, it matters because we, we do what we do with Apple because we trust their judgment and taste. And if at the points when you're, the judgment and taste seems really off and sometimes hostile, 
it's it's one thing to say, boy, my Android phone sure looks like it, it fell off of an amusement park ride. But then with with Apple stuff, you're like, oh man, like uh, this is a very, we have a very. Uh, I'm not the first person to say this. I it might have been Douglas Hofstadter, but somebody said, I'm so sorry. If you you can text me if you know what I've forgotten. Uh, somebody in the '80s said uh, that the relationships the the relationship of users with PCs is very Protestant. And that the one with Max and Apple is very Catholic, and I—it's I, imperfect, but pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like we like that there's a priest out there nominally taking care of the stuff for us. Yeah, the Wild West of like just just remember what like shareware the kinds of shareware golf games you could buy at a gas station <laughs> in 1997 <laughs> or eight. Uh-huh. It was always shareware. It was always golf. Who knows what was on those discs? But every single one of them. Had it had a to use the word aesthetic would be putting it very strongly, um, but they were they were all uh, like Santa Karenina. Each one was ugly in its own way or mm-hmm. crashed in its mm-hmm. own way. Mm-hmm. Whereas Mac, I mean, there was a Hig. People used it. Talk says this. You do that. Like that's what we what people did by and large for a while. Not always, but that's part of what made Apple so cozy was that you could sit down at a Mac uh, and see an app you've never used before and know that the taste in the class and the judgment had formed the way that that was architected and deployed. And when, when we feel those cracks or when we feel like, what the hell, what, who are you, what are you saving me from with these 666 lozenges? Oof. So what are you using instead? You said you're using Brave. Brave, yeah. Yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah. Speaking of Safari, um, did you want to tell me about Squarespace by any chance? Yeah, I would love to tell you about Squ- speaking of Squarespace. For once, I need to I need to pause, mm. and it's not because of pooping. Oh. It's not. No, I've discovered a new iced tea that I like, and I would like to get more of it to drink. Okay. So, and I'll, I'll jump in at an opportune moment. Right. And then we'll do that kind of improv jive that we do. You know, the back and forth. Mm-hmm. You say, hey, these baseball players, they, they got a lot of crazy names. And I say, no, they don't. And you say, our thanks to Squarespace yeah. for supporting. Okay. Over. All right. Well, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do the Squarespace read. I'll do it. Squarespace. Squarespace. What is Squarespace? There's a lot of people. I guarantee you, most of the people listening don't know what Squarespace is. So I'm going to tell you what it is. Squarespace lets you take your idea and you turn it into a website. What if your idea is that you just want to blog, you want to publish content? The answer, yes. I'm going to skip to the chase. Yes. If if you want to promote your physical business, your online business, you have an uh, event. Are you getting married? Are you getting, uh, are you, is your kid graduating? Are you premiering a movie? It doesn't matter. Like, it really doesn't matter. Squarespace has got you covered. Whatever you want to do, you can do it with Squarespace. And what's beautiful about it is they've got these templates there that you can get in. You can customize them. You can make them your own. If I started with with one template and Merlin started with the same template and Mm -hmm. you you separated us, you put us in different. So I'm in one part of the room. It's called Prisoner's Dilemma. and And you're in the other part of the room and there's a pane of glass between us, Right. And mm-hmm. and I, I'm looking at you through the pane of glass, and you're looking at me through the pane of glass, but I can't see your screen. You can't see mine. We and can't see each other. 30 minutes go, and all we can mm-hmm. do is look at it into mm-hmm. each other's eyes through this pane of glass oh. and, and make changes. Okay. We're okay. going to come up with two completely different websites yeah. at the end of this without even being electrically shocked. But that would help. It would help. It inspires you. But, and and and, uh, and and you all should do that. You, whether how or when you like to be shocked, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you should check out Squarespace because because what what Dan is saying so ably 
I mean, come on. Mm. You got your content. You got the way it looks. You got the structure. These are all separate things. Mm. It's called a contract. And you should check it out because if uh, even if you know how to make a website and you know how to uh, you know build from source, you know, which sounds like it might be some kind of a uh, you know self abuse joke. Anyway, if you're building from the thing is somebody in your life needs it, and eventually that's going to be you because if you have a pal and they know that you're the smart web person, they're going to want you to be their webmaster, and you don't want to be that. Get somebody hooked up with Squarespace. You know, teach teach a uh, teach a person uh, to webmaster. And they'll eat all the fish. It's Squarespace. It's it's your show. How's it go, Dan? Yeah, it's your. You say it's your show. It's um, your show. Oh, oh, you're talking about the secret code, the offer code, the it's promo code. Okay, yeah, so the you, offer promo code. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. It's but you have to take the spaces out because when you're signed oh. up, you're go. So you go to Squarespace. Well, can you use tabs thing. instead? No. Safari tabs. Okay. Yeah, sure. If they're gray, six six six. If the number of the beast. If you <clears throat> go to Squarespace right now, squarespace.com slash it's your show. Just going there. I would like to say to all of our listeners, if you go there right now, they will see a little blip. It'll there's a guy sitting in his screen right now, and a little red dot will appear and he'll zoom in on it and it'll just it'll be a picture of Merlin and he'll say, Yeah, this show yep. this show is working for us. This is what you're I gonna want to one see. guy's gonna yell at the guy who works for Strother Martin. And he's going to say, back to work on the site, boss. That's right. That's right. Wiping it it's off. It's show, boss. And Wiping s- it off, boss. So he'll uh, he'll take care oh. of you if you sign up. Yep, yep, yep. That's all that's You know, all any, any listener that doesn't visit the site, that's that's a night in the box. Do we want to say that they're going to get some kind of like 10% discount off their first purchase of a website or a domain when they go? Yeah, just use that special, when they're ready to launch, use that special offer code. It's your show. No spaces or tabs. I mean, I any man doesn't put a spoon back in the Squarespace. It's not in the box. <laughs> Ain't no man can eat 50 websites. You write all this down. <laughs> That's a good one. They can have that, Merlin. I think we they give can have that. that. Okay, okay. Dragline. Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm Dragline. <laughs> Here for Squarespace websites. That would be amazing. Given that it's the mid-1960s, I don't know what a website is. I want to start doing endorsements for products that have not and will never compensate me. But that'd be a good. That'd be a good gig because be you could gig. also get to, you get a lot of choice in the matter. You pick what it is. I pick what it was. I don't have to wait for them to. Joker says anybody who's good at what they do should get paid for uh, not get paid for what they uh, don't do well that no one asks for. Yeah, it looks better when he says it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Do you have any thoughts on what you'd want to do? They would be existing products. It's just you would not be compensated because nobody asked you. Right, like I might do a Domino's ad, Domino's Pizza. I don't oh, know. or you could say like, "Hey, if you ch- you like anvils, check out Horst's anvils, yeah. the pride of Germany, and right. they fall on your head and stuff." I might do a Ford F one fifty commercial just on my Ford F one fifty. You could do that Toyota commercial that steals the system of a down riff. Mm-hmm. Don't go, go. I mean, go, I'm go. talking about like I get this thing like commercially produced. I'd make there'd be a oh, huge absolutely. time investment, and like it'd be high. I'd rent cameras, and you start bragging about it and saying how you comp Microsoft. Right, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, I might do an Apple app. Yeah, my own Apple app. You, 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 sh- you should do. You know, do you? Don't even need a reason. The three sixty five, um, the the lime, you know, drink. Do do an ad for that. Why not? Or do Microsoft three sixty five lime drink. Can they make me stop doing that if I did it? Like, they can do. They can do anything. They're extremely powerful and very litigious. No, I'm serious. Did, so, like, if I start doing an ad you? for, you know. Huh. I don't know. You if know, you become if you become an unpaid, uncertified spokesperson, right? Well, let's take it in turn. What if someone did that to you? Would you find it frustrating if somebody speak started speaking for you? You'd be into it. Free, just as long as you spelled Dan Benjamin right. I'm way into it. Is what it. you say? Yeah, I'm way into it. Yes, 
I need all the help I can get. You know, get get the word out, hit the and bell. You know what? Here's the thing. I don't care if they lie because I'm not paying them. Mm. They can advertise for me whatever they want. You can say I'm the strongest, uh, you know, weightlifter in Austin. That's like, that's in the fine. I didn't the, say that. I didn't Magna tell them Carta. to say Look it up. Yep, 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 yep. They're not compensating me, so I can say whatever I want. Ugh, woof. I'm tired. Okay. You need to lay. All or, right. Yeah. Our thanks to... Squarespace.com slash it's your show. 10% off first purchase of the website or domain. Go check them out. Support <sighs> the show. Merlin Man Xavier. I've got... Bok, bok. I've got... Um, <clears throat> I've got my... I, I started drinking this iced tea. I usually make it myself, but I was out of... I finally burned out of... Uh, I was out of uh, bags. Out of tea bags, as you say. And so I ordered some uh, some tea, iced tea, prepared iced tea uh, from the delivery uh, thing. Not 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 the not the Seattle one, but I got Instacarted, and, and it's that kind of iced tea that's is a little bit costly, and you buy it in an airport. You know that kind of iced tea that's in like uh, next to the like the seven dollar waters. I think it's called Tejana or Tavana. Tivana. But it's okay. Tivana. Oh, tea and Nirvana. Yes. It is the like Nirvana Tejano. for tea. It's the Tejano. Ha. Oh. Oh. Um and boy it's really good, you know? And it's it's a lot t- it's it's costly compared to leaves. Uh but uh but boy it's good. All right, I'm going to try to work my way into this. First I I've uh in the last week I have ordered two pieces of dead media that I thought might interest you. Okay, hit me. Um, well, I just, I will, it's, uh, the second one's a freebie because I'm mainly here for the first one. But the second one is that I ordered uh, a copy of a book I liked in college called The Modern Man's Guide to Life. So you can just go on to Amazon and I'll bet the results of this can be quite quirky. But there's this book I liked in college that's really of its time in some ways. And I wanted to get a copy of that. I had a little toot about it yesterday. Um, I, I ordered that and it arrived and it looks in real good condition. Dan, mm-hmm. um, owing to something that came up related to The Aviator... And this one, I'm. <clears throat> this one, I don't know how it's going to turn out. But Dan, we may have discussed this before. The life changing December thirteenth, nineteen seventy six issue of Time Magazine changed my life, and it's the one with the expose about the the life of Howard Hughes. And if you go look in show notes, you could get a link to it. And it has this guy who looks kind of like Joseph Stalin, carrying around. It's a drawing carrying around Howard Hughes, looking very sick as he was at the time. Dan, I ordered the December 13th, 1976 Time Magazine. I will be in receipt of a Time Magazine really? with a drawing of Howard Hughes on the cover. That's big. That's big. We'll see. The, I think the, it was not very expensive. I think it was like $5. So I bet the condition's terrible. Mm. But if there's any chance that I could frame a frail vintage Hughes, that's good for everybody. Yeah, that's something. That's something. So I watched, I watched the film, um, The Aviator, again. It's really good. It's really what a good. good movie. I can't put poke any holes Kate in it. Kate Blanchett, film. man. What are you going to say? Adam Scott. What a. <sighs> I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rufus Wainwright. Mm-hmm. Doing his singing in that. Mm-hmm. Terrific. Mm-hmm. There's a Spotify list, by the way, of that music that you can listen to. That, that swanky, horny. Mm-hmm. Hornish? No, is it, hornish a, is it a separate playlist or like an OST or a fan made? Oh, usually it's a fan made. Yeah. That's kind of the beauty of Spotify. There's a lot of good fan made. So there's that. Anyway, I got some dead media. Um, we this is so seems really boring now. I want to talk about some extensions I like for Safari that I feel like y'all should know about. And and it started because these a lot of these are new things given the new kind of Safari. 
Is there and an extension that makes the tabs look any, like they used to look so that they're usable again? I don't think they get access to that level of... I, I Let me ask you this. Happening. Let me ask you this. before, So that I can just... Do you think... Are, well, you being, are, we, are we cracking wise now? What are we doing? Do are we, you think that we... No. Are doing jokes now? No. Hmm. Do you think hmm. that we will ever... That Apple will ever go back to the old way as an option? Like, do you think... Yeah, absolutely. You think absolutely. they might do that? I think they will do that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what's controversial about that? They, they screwed up. They need to wait until it seems like it's something they don't care about, and they'll just change it. Okay. All right. I hope. Why you're wouldn't right. they? I mean, nobody who loves it. Is there? Have you ever encountered anybody who's like, "Wow, finally"? It's terrible. No. They'll, I think they'll change it. Well, what are they going to not change it out of pride? It's yeah. not you guys. It's Apple. Well, I <laughs> don't know. Like, like they, they. I don't know. I think a lot of people, a lot of people, project things onto other people, and it, it bums my head. If everybody's stuck in their ways, then oh, except me, I don't know. I think they'll change it. I think I think you don't even we don't even need to be that histrionic about it. I just in in my case, I think it's fun to rant about a couple times a year, and uh, this kind of thing. But also that the deep, the deeper thing that I'm trying to tease out of this, why care? Well, I care because it's I'm, I believe in uh, I believe in America, as they say. I, I I like Apple stuff, and I like using their stuff, and I like the benefits that I get out of it working together. But of all the BS that people turn over and over on various useless websites about Apple and the rumors thereof, I think one of the things that is kind of interesting is like sniffing out when the culture is changing. I don't think it's, there's not a lot of great action items for people guessing about what's happening in the C-suite at Apple. But I do think, you know, you don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows. It's useful. It's instructive. Like stuff that becomes primary like wisdom about the company didn't used to be that way deciding that apple is the way it was for a while because it was run by the guy from operations was very instructive the operations guy is trying to um minimize waste maximize profit reuse parts all the different kinds of things well what does that mean when decisions will come across tim cook's desk that are likely to connect with a certain way of viewing the world and of having worked in the world Mm -hmm. what happens when you let johnny ive make anything he wants orange for five years right it's all, it's all so weird. I kind of miss the Scott Forstall years. I know it's not very fashionable to say that, but I thought it gave the phone a look unlike any other phone out there. I mean, like I say, Android phones look, at, felt, look, look like it fell off a, a dirigible in Las Vegas. <laughs> I like the subtlety. I like the dumb stuff. I like the stitching. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I don't know, Dan. I don't know. All right, let's do these know. extensions then. You... No, screw it. It's 50 minutes. What, what are we going to talk about here? You want me to just all do a few? Do Merlin, Merlin's top three Safari extensions clear this. for Well, let me clear this out because I keep moving this from one week to the next and it's, it's hurting my fingers. Um, I'm looking at a markdown table. I'm clicking. I'm in uh, table flip. Um, um, so the idea here is I want to share what I'm going to do. What I want is to share with you some extensions and extension-based services um, propane and propane accessories that I really like in Safari from old versions and a handful of new ones. And like I think I said last week, I've rated each of these according to 1 to 10 how much actual expertise and experience I have because the answer is mostly not at all. And some of these are going to seem weird. Some of these are going to seem very familiar. Let's start with an easy one, Instapaper. Yeah, I know. You like another thing. I don't care. Instapaper just added something that's amazing, uh, which is if you're logged into your Instapaper account and you're logged into Twitter, if you add, if you're anywhere in a thread on Twitter and you click Instapaper, it adds it to your Instapaper reading pile and each tweet is 
bereft of any links and images. And each paragraph is a tweet, and each tweet is a paragraph. And it's glorious. You don't have to unroll me. You don't have to do any of that stuff. You just add it. And like you have a thing you can go read like a human being now. Writing, it's a neat thing. You can choose to read it as opposed to just scan down some, some 8,000 tweet thread because engagement. Um, Instapaper, been around forever. Still good. I like it a lot. Uh, and that's a great new feature. Can I keep going? Please, oh, by the yeah, way, that's a 9 going. out of 10. I don't use everything in Instapaper. I don't use folders very much, but I would give myself a 9 out of 10 on Instapaper. I've been at it for a while. You know, you can have it send to your Kindle. A lot of good stuff you can do with Instapaper. Many people have many different ways of getting streamable videos from the internet into their hot little hand. Um, YouTube DL is popular. There's a whole bunch of these. There's one that I've had really good luck with. It's available in the set app set. It's called Downy, D-O-W-N-I-E. And it's the... It works for the way my brain works. So if you're on a site like YouTube or you're on a site like Vimeo, you're on a site anywhere, you can download that video. And in, I would say in a lot of cases, it just goes. It opens an app called Downy. And based on your preferences, always get the high quality. Get this as an M4V, whatever. And it downloads that to where you, it, you tell it to download. It's great. Yes, I know there are other ones, but this one is mine. This is the Downy Credo. And uh, I like it a lot. And it also has a neat thing called guided extraction. So if you're ever on a site where it's extremely confused, let's say you're on like a playlist. Like if it's a YouTube playlist, it understands and says, oh, do you want me to download all of these or just this one? And do you want me to always do that? Then on other places, there'll be multiple videos on a page and you help it out through called user guided extraction. So if you're on a page with a whole bunch of videos, like those jackals at like NBC or something, you help identify it, it downloads it. And now you, if you're like me, you give that good metadata and throw it into your Plex library. So all that wonderful, think about this. Think about all the stuff you know is eventually going to get taken down on YouTube, like cool historical stuff. Like there's this channel I like a lot that's about like old ephemeral computer films. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'll put that in notes because it's really good. I watched one the other day about how Sony, it's from 1990, about how Sony Trinitrons are made and it was great. But if there's things like that, we're like, I, I know that I'm always going to want to have my copy of Sunday Candy with um, Chance the Rapper and uh, whatever that guy's name is, Donnie Darko. So I, I downloaded that, and that's in my library. It'll always be there. Certain King Crimson, King Crimson videos, certain Bruce Springsteen videos, mm -hmm. things where I just know. Downey, check it out. And one benefit of Downey is it, um, I don't think there's a version for iOS, but it does work across, I think, all the desktop browsers. So very good to know. Handy. Dan, mm -hmm. I know you don't like video or looking at things, but um, do you have a do you have a preferred service app or extension like Downy? Do you have a way? Do you do YouTube DL from the command line? What do you like for downloading videos? You know, I you uh, I do I do, uh, I do like videos. Um, the one that I have been using the most. Let me see where the link is. There, it's actually a just a separate <sighs> website which I'll put into the show notes right now. I didn't oh, know you cool. were going to talk about this. <clears throat> It's just a website, um, and it's called yt1s.com, of course, um, and it's it, it claims that it's the best YouTube downloader. But what I like oh. about it is, and, and this is useful for me, a lot of the time when I'm on YouTube, I don't want to download like the whole video. I want it just the audio. So what's cool about this is if you put in the... Uh, the YouTube URL, it will give you the choice. Do you want to download it as a video? Do you want to download it as an audio? And then what yeah, format do terrific. you want it in? Yes. So they, they also, on the same page, you'll see there's a little link on there that 
just does YouTube to MP3 conversion, which is also kind of cool. Look, for, I would say that's really smart to look for an app or service. If you want that kind of um, customization, it's really worth looking. So like, and I'm not trying to fight you here, but the one thing I like about Downy also, it has a similar thing where it works with Permute. And you can say things like, always get it in this format or put it into this format. I wish my various content machines for parts of the internet did that. I wish I could always say, always make this into an M4V. Because, you know, there's some things make Plex work a lot harder than others. There are many of those out there. I just, uh, Dan and I like these because they suit our brains. Can I keep going? Yes, keep going. When I'm almost almost brand new to, I'm always looking for good spyware blockers, what you call ad blockers. <laughs> I don't mind the ads. It's the spyware I hate. And I've used a bunch in the past. Uh, the one that I've liked for the last year or two is called Adblock Pro. It's pretty good. It's, it's got a few things about it that are a little sketchy, but... You know, get, I still, I like and use that. The one I discovered the other day through, I want to say a six colors post, maybe Dan or Jason. It's called Magic Lasso. I give myself a two out of two on this because I just started using it. And I can't exactly tell if it's working. Dan, I got so many content blockers on, it's bananas. Um, seven proxies, as they used to say. <laughs> Magic Lasso uh, distinguishes itself in part because it's like I pay for, I've frequently said as recently as I think a few days ago, best money I spend each month is on YouTube premium to not have ads uh, and stuff like that. But most people aren't going to pay for that. And wouldn't it be nice if you're not going to pay for that? And I know this takes money out of Google's plate or whatever. Um, takes bread off their children's head. But, um, but a lot of people hate those YouTube video ads. And I guess you also get like print ads around it. It sounds horrible. Um, Magic Lasso, like Adblock Pro, is a blocker of content, different kinds of content, including some ads. Supposedly, Magic Lasso now has the ability to hide ad, ads um, in YouTube videos. I can't vouch for that because I'm, I'm a fancy lad paying for the real one. I am, however, testing it across all my iOS and Mac browsers because uh, it's, a, it's an all-around uh, ad blocker. And I'm trying that one out. Like I say, I give myself a 2 out of 10, but I trust the people who've recommended it. Um, this is a really, uh, this is, this is a little obscure slash ancient, but still handy mm. and still a good into this next one. Good indication that Apple is still leaving some room for the classic sorts of hack, uh, hacks, um, you know, tweaks that, that Mac users like to make. I'm reminded again by Dan Morin, uh, Safari keyword search is back at 2.0 and this allows you to search by keyword from the address bar of Safari. So let's say... So, you know, essentially what that means is it's going to interpret when certain letters or sets of letters appear at the beginning, as the beginning of the string in the location bar. And so if you begin with the letter A, it's going to know that's searching for Amazon. So A and then Lego will search Amazon for Lego stuff. G and Logo, Lego will search Google, et cetera, et cetera. This, these have been around forever. Obviously, they've been around forever on all kinds of browsers. I just think it's encouraging that people tend to put effort into a passion project like that that makes your life a little easier. Um, not again, I give myself a two out of ten for that. I use LaunchBar for all of that, mm -hmm. and I wish LaunchBar worked and synced. I wish LaunchBar could sync indexes indices across browsers because there are some I just live by. You know, I mean stuff like when I was really deep into um, my Home Assistant stuff, I had a, a saved search template in LaunchBar where if I typed H A G and then a string, it would search Google for that string along with home assistant in quotes. 
And it saved me so much time. I mean, I don't know about you, but think about how often, like for me, especially when I'm looking at products, I there's so often for either documentation or products, I'm so often saying only show me um, Google results from the past year, right? Like I don't need to see if it's something with Home Assistant yeah. or I don't need to see stuff from 2016. It kind of it just it's pollution. That's all stuff that you could do with this keyword search. You could do with LaunchBar. Um, search smarter, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm almost done. Uh, one that's huge for me, and you see it a lot in, when I'm doing the show notes for these shows, Safari Markdown Linker, real simple, real, but simple, but not dumb. It's very cool. It's so simple. This is a Safari extension you can grab off of GitHub, and all it, all, all it does is basically let you say, like, when I copy, when I right-click on this page, make the title, oh, God, I was going terms wrong, the anchor, and make the URL the link, and then produce that as a markdown string. So you go copy, you see, all you have to do is hit. Uh, well, so what's it actually called when I click? I do it all day long. Copy as markdown format, go paste that somewhere, Bob's your uncle. Very simple, but I love it. Now, almost done. Two more, and these are both new ones to me, but I think y'all are going to be very interested in these. Um... This one's not as hugely appealing to me as it is to others. There are some people who just, like, I think my friend Alex in particular is, like, all in on dark mode. 100% dark mode. All, all the, the time, time, day or night. Are you like that, Dan? No. Or do you, are you an auto? Are you a light? Are you a dark? What's your What's your orientation? Uh, on the phone, I let it, and the iPad, I let it do its auto thing. On the computer, it's okay. just light mode because I, I like yeah, a standard yeah, yeah. computer experience. It doesn't change without me making the change. I don't need it to well, try to be Well, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And I, my, I guess maybe it's my eyesight or my age or my poor judgment, but there's something, uh, I think right now, as we talked about for probably 25 minutes, there's a there's perhaps a little too much subtlety in my opinion to a lot of Apple's interfaces right now. They're a little bit, I don't know what's the phrase, limp dicked about being willing to really show you what's happening with the layers of things and being able to see. Like there's so much stuff where it's just like it's just a wash of white, all so many places. But dark mode's worse for me. I feel like the contrast goes down for me. It gets more difficult. All I see. It's like looking at a, um, a rectilinear planetarium. I feel like I'm sitting in the dark looking at round wrecks. Um, but with that said, there are definitely times if I'm sitting in bed with my, with my lady wife and looking at my phone, boy, that's way too bright, and I wish I had the same dark mode everywhere. Right. Now, again, I believe via Six Colors and I think Jason Snell. Dan, have you seen Noir, N-O-I-R Noir? Are you aware of Noir? What is it? Noir. Are you not in are you not in show notes? What is happening? I'm not gonna get in there. Noir. No, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. Oh wow, okay. Uh, uh, here's what it says on the tin. Noir. Noir. Noir is a Safari extension for iOS that automatically adds a dark mode to every website you visit. Okay. Here's what's cool about this. Is it's very tweakable. I think like as with so many things that are talking about state and on and off and radio buttons and all that kind of stuff. I think sometimes people overestimate how easy it is to understand what that, what, what means zero and what means one mm. with that said, this is tweakable. So you can say, okay, I really like this dark mode just from now on, make everything dark mode everywhere. Well, don't I already have that on my phone? Kind of. But what noir is doing is saying, even if there is not an official dark mode version of in particular, this website, I'll make it dark for you. And you know what? If you like it, like Obama says, if you like your dark mode, you can keep it. 
I'll keep it dark for you all the time. How do you feel about that? Keep it dark. That's what I say. What I find, but you have. Oh, go ahead. You have a, you have a bit to flip. No, just that's all. So you got a bit to flip where you can say like, do you want to always make this a certain way on all sites? And as I think, as with a lot of the best kinds of these things, you can say really just on this one site or these nine sites, make it noir. But then also sync it across my things on iOS. What so, I what I, I find for myself, it's not that I want it to be in dark mode. I think there are a lot of people who really like the dark mode. Mm-hmm. What I I feel like for me, what I want is I don't, especially the what you just described. Like it's in the evening, it's dark in your room or house. And then you're looking at your device, whether it's a laptop or a phone or an iPad, whatever, <clears throat> and it's too bright. It's too bright. And so what too, they- Too brilliant. When you say bright, too brilliant and white. Yes. And and so you look at it and but you- Black pages are not, like a Kindle black page is not too bright. It's when you land on um, a, a classic, you know, uh, uh, I don't need to remember the code FFF or whatever it is. I forget. Like a, a solid white page that's too bright. Right. Brightness normally is nice in bed. Brightness is not so nice in bed if it's if suddenly a white page sneaks up on you at full brightness. Exactly. And so that this looks like it would really help with that. But I find that what what I want isn't I don't want white text on a black screen. I just want it to be less bright, but yeah, there's no way yeah. to get it less bright and still be able to see anything. So they said, "Well, we'll invert everything." And if it's the inverse of a, of what you're used to looking at, it's now white text on a black screen. You can go way dimmer and still see stuff than you could if it was black text on a white screen. There's also still a way to fake this with accessibility. It's kind of interesting. Like I, my triple click on the side is the zoom in because you would be surprised how often I need to read the back. Uh, as recently as two days ago, I bought one of those stupid uh, power packs for my phone. Mm-hmm. One of those dumb MagSafe ones. <laughs> Obviously, I love it. But um, and I was trying to, I was trying to say like the the boy, the instructions for that are so goddamn funny and so unApple like. Where it's this really weird. They're trying to use pros to basically give you a flowchart and to say if you attach this to this kind of phone with this kind of power brick, it will power this. It'll power your battery pack at this rate and it will power your phone at that rate. But if it's less than fifteen watts, it's all just real easy to understand stuff. So, of course, Dan, I'm doing the usual donkey drill. This will be the last time I pretend to know what hex colors are. But I'm reading basically EEE on white. If you look at the back of your Apple Power Supply, mm-hmm. hey, anybody right now, you got one of those around? Pick it up. Look at the side with the two, if you're in the U.S., the 110 prongs. And with, with, with whatever you, eyesight you're working with right now, glasses, no glasses, I want you to tell me how many watts of output you get from that. Because even when I do the triple click to zoom in, it's still really difficult to read. With that said, you can also use triple click to just invert a page, I believe, right? Can't you like invert the look with a triple click if you... I uh, thought you could, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could basically say like, it's kind of weird. It looks a little bit like Ethan's going over Solarized theme, you know? Did you know that? Did you know Ethan did Solarized? You know all the places you see the, the theme called Solarized? Yeah, Solarized who did Dark? that? The guy who did... Um, my friend Ethan, who, uh, God, I think he's like a professional dungeon master now. He used to be a photographer, but he's best known to a lot of you for writing the Apple script behind Kinkless GTD, which I, became I OmniFocus. I did not know that. He wrote that giant wad of Apple script, um, but he also did the solarized themes. He's, he's a, a, a Renaissance man, or as you say, Renaissance. Mm. Now, finally, I think that then we're done. If, if you're done, I know I'm done. 
I, I'm done. Uh, I am very intrigued with this. For this one, I'm going to give this next final one. I uh, like probably last week I gave myself a one. This week I'll give myself a two. I need to learn a lot more about this. It's called Super Agent. Now, I think I mentioned this last week. Has this ever happened to you? Because of it's one of those four letter things. GDPR. What's the European privacy? Oh, GDPR? yes, it is. G- I believe you're right. GDPR. Because of places like Europa and California, we have the need now to ask the consumer, the poor consumer, ugh, the beleaguered consumer, hey, is it okay if we, uh, if we wheeze your juice? Can we just take all your data and sell it? Is that cool if we do that? No wheeze of the juice. Sorry, that was a little racist. Um, uh, but don't wheeze my juice. And so what do you do? You got to go to things and you got to click through and you got to say, hey, idiot, do you accept our cookies? Mer, click for learn more. Here's a page. Necessary cookies. Necessary cookies. You're a necessary cookie. Anyway, it's frustrating and you get the pop. But do you know what I'm talking about, Dan? Now you're always constantly confronted and reconfronted with an array of radio buttons that are not very clear. Right. And you need to say, I accept your cookies, master. It drives you crazy because, like, I don't, the thing I've been saying ever since that became a thing is, gosh, I should say that like Princess Diana, gosh, gosh, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't there be a way, go back and watch The Crown, it's very good, gosh, can't there just be a way that I say, look, like, do you remember the dream, do you remember the dream, Dan? Does anybody remember laughter? Back in the early 2000s, there's a very Cory Doctorow-esque idea of, like, what if every website would spit out their privacy policy as well-formed XML, adhering to a certain standard. And like you can imagine a future where you would just not even, there's some websites you couldn't even see because their policy was so rancid to you. You could do that with something like, not precisely RSS, but XML, right? That kind of dream. I've been thinking the whole time, can't I please just say, look, I am actually that guy that will take a minute, and I'm that California guy, title, that California guy that will actually take the time to click the thing and say, no, I will not have any of your cookies, please, and thank you. Right. Turn these all off. Turn these all off. Why in the hell do I have to do that on every website? You know, has this ever happened to you? So now along comes Super Agent. Super Agent, uh, currently in 1.3.2, is a uh, extension that I'm happy to say uh, works for Mac and iOS. And you get it? And if you choose to, I don't need to, do, I'm not going to hold your wiener through this whole thing, but go, go check this out. You can get an account. It'll sync across. So you never have to be bugged at a place more than once. You could just say from now on, um, here's my preferences. Well, what are your preferences? Advertising cookies, reject. Functional cookies, reject. Performance cookies, reject. Mm. Other cookies, mm, reject. <laughs> and it will do that for you. Without the pop-ups. That's so nice. And then you can log in to this thing. It's called Consent Trail. Hmm. And you can enter your safe word. And it says here, Consent Trail is enabled. Data shown on this page is encrypted end-to-end. Only you have access to it. And so it's going to show you, in my case, that two days ago at 6.48 p.m., uh, I went to lego.com, and uh, it saved me a click by doing my cookie preference. Same thing happened on Reddit. Something happened on Twitter. You can shut this off on certain websites, and then you can be specific about certain domains you want to whitelist if you choose to. And that makes it easy for you. The cookies are still going to be there, 
that's the irony, as I understand it, that's the irony of some of this privacy stuff is like without persistent cookies, there's certain things they really kind of can't help you with. Like those ad choices, opt-outs and stuff oh, like that. You yeah. need to have cookies enabled in order to say no cookies, please. Oh, right. Because otherwise it'll keep showing it to you because no cookies. I had set. to, I went through this with my wife and I realized I sounded like a crazy person <laughs> because we have a service um, with our, with our, the provider of cellular service that we have. I purchased the service for the family, and all three of us get the equivalent of it's not Nomo Robo, but it's one of those at the network level. It's the one, the really old one that's been around forever. And I think it's a white label that our phone company has. And instead of operating on our three or six or 12 devices, it operates in the cloud, and that keeps spam calls from coming through. And if I didn't have it, I would lose my goddamn mind. Because it auto-blocks anything that it doesn't recognize, and then you can let people through. And I get enough, a few enough phone calls that that's critically important to me. Now, here's the problem. Did it for my kid. I don't want her receiving phone calls at all. Who would call a kid? No. My wife, on the other hand, is a professional business lady. And she discovered over time that, like, calls weren't getting through. And she did a completely logical thing, which is I told her about this app and service on her phone. She deleted the app. But guess, can you guess what happened? This deleting the app does not get rid of the service. It would be like throwing your TiVo away and then wondering how people can still watch Friends. Like it's right. a, it's a client to the world, and the same thing goes here. So all this stuff is running up in the cloud, and you can have it like track across for you. But you get your hands on it, and then it takes care of a thing for you. So stuff like that, stuff like Guardian, that just makes me happy. I didn't forget it. it was Super Agent. Dun, 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 dun. Are there any of these that you will check out, Dan? Downy, I, I mean, Instapaper, I, Magic Lasso, Markdown Linker, Keyword Search, Noir. Noir is my any of these... favorite of all of them. I, I, I that think... surprises me. Really? Because you don't like dark. Well, I, in those certain situations. You're a light supremacist. And I, like I did say is that um, I do let my iOS devices flip to dark mode when they yes. seem to think I should be in dark mode, which is sometimes at night. Yes. Uh, and so having something like this that it could work, but, but here's my question. Yes. It's uh, having not used this and having only skimmed the, uh, the page, it says uh, it's linked to your device's dark mode. So websites only get dark when you want them to, but you can override it. So if yep. I'm understanding right, it says, oh, the phone is in dark mode. I'm going to, in, I'm going to, layer this artificial dark mode over any website that looks too bright. Yeah. I think that's correct. In fact, it might be, I think some of the wording on this, like I say, it's not good blah, blah text. Here's my understanding is you start off with the uh, principle that there are times where for a given website at a given time, we would have a preference in terms of how it looks. Yeah. Like, I don't want to look at it personally. I mean, this is just me. I'm glad we all can make things the way we want. I don't want to look at dark mode all day. On my Mac, it would make me lose my goddamn mind. Um, but there are times where we want that. So, but here's all your angles, as I understand it. One angle is, and just to slightly rephrase what you said, your phone is in dark mode, for, perhaps, but really your phone is in auto mode. And when it's in auto mode is when it, it's able to decide for you, should this be light or dark, right? So, for example, you could say, all right, just follow my phone. Maybe along the lines of, like, always give me the same notifications on my watch that you give me on my phone. In this instance, you could say, whatever the mode has auto done to, follow that. But then you get more granularity. Okay, but there's some websites that 
I want to always be in light or dark mode, which I think is a nice thing to add. Then there's another bit. I'm, again, I don't have this in front of me. And there's another bit that I think is very clever, which is, hey, you know, a lot of these baseball players have got pretty crazy names. A lot of sites already have a dark mode. If you're in the phone mode that says, give me the dark mode, do you want, it to, I don't want us to always turn off our dark mode for their dark mode? Or do you right. want to override their dark mode with our dark mode? And, like, if you think there's not a—I sound like Larry Wall. If you don't think there's a difference between, like, dark gray and black, believe me, there's a huge difference. Like, the black is very black. You might really want dark gray. We can choose that now. So this would be one of those, like, I think a lot of people would get value out of this. And I think the main sticking point, at least for me and the way my brain works, is figuring out what, what the different modes and settings mean. But I'm, you know, much to my surprise, I'll, I'll end, I'll do the compliment, open face compliment sandwich. I think the thing Apple ended up doing very well after a very strange summer for Safari, I like the way it handles extensions now, just in general. I like that you click on that little puzzle piece in your location bar. Yeah. Uh, and then you get options under there. Yeah, it's I still very, can it's never quite remember. I always forget that it's there. And then I'm I like, know. oh, right. No, did you run into the thing? When you upgrade it to iOS 15 with one password, how you have to like manually enable it as a thing in Safari, and does it, the way you do it is a little different in I don't on the phone having... as the way you do it on the iPad. That was kind of mm. a weird annoyance that I wasn't expecting. And what was really weird for me is before I did that and I tried to yeah. use one password, you would tap it and it would just lock up your your browser completely. Oh no, and that's terrible! You have to quit your browser and restart <clears throat> it. And I'm like, okay, I'll go back. I'll try to log in again. I don't, I don't think I had that. I've had a lot of mystery meet. Well, I shouldn't say mystery meet. I think it's pretty easy to suss out how this might happen. But th- I have a lot of content blocking on, and I have content blocking um, whatever the, the the radio button is. I have that as the default for every website. Is you know ad blocking and content blocking, but especially on the phone that confuses a lot of websites. So I was discovering that a lot of websites would just come up blank. The reason I mentioned here, it sounds like I'm not really responding to what you said. I am finding things more often than I'd like where I go. I wonder what I did to make it like that and, or what Apple did to make it like that. Although I do tend to assume it's me that did that. Don't think I had the one password problem. I finally started doing something that's been so good for my mental health. You know, like, at least for me, when I'm using 1Password, I'm on a website. I love that if it's unlocked, you can just hit command and whatever that slash under delete is, right? And it'll fill in for you, like old school Firefox. But if you've got more than one entry that matches that website, then you have to choose from a pull down. So there's some extra interaction. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like I've had, I've had a million sites on Squarespace with different logins over the years. So every Monday afternoon, like yesterday, when I go to Squarespace and I log in to do Roderick Online, thanks Squarespace, I, I have to literally scroll down through like seven entries. Dan, I finally have started going into 1Password and I sort by frequency used. Um, and then I go through and I turn off always suggest in browser for anyone that's not the only one that I ever use. I don't delete it. I don't archive it even. I just turn that off. Mm-hmm. And I, having done that with like three websites has already improved my life so much in the last few days. I mean, otherwise you're kind of working against how it wants to help you. You're already at odds with it. You're already... I'm at odds with it. What else do I have that's good? That's, that's a bunch of them. And so, like I say, with some of these, I feel like I need to report back. I mean, your mileage may vary on Downey. Get the one you like. 
Casey Liss and his ilk uh, really like uh, whatever it's called, YT, YouTube DL or whatever. But I'm, um, I do feel like Magic Lasso's Super Agent are a couple that I'm really interested to watch. And I think at least give Noir a try. Um, I, think it's, I think it's very clever and it could make your nightlife better and, and make your bed partner not hate you. There you go. That's or at least not give him another reason to hate you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's button this up. Okay. I love you. I love you too, Merlin Man. <laughs> 